0: Hello, everyone. Today's episode is a bit different than normal because I'm going to be inviting you behind the scenes of a coaching call with a fabulous graphic designer. Amanda Sachs has been an entrepreneur for years and does visual branding work for clients, including yours truly. In this episode, Amanda's going to be asking questions, and I'm going to be coaching her through topics such as prioritization of her most important tasks so that she can support her clients and also grow her business. We're going to be talking about how to get off the consumption wheel of constantly learning and quote-unquote inspiration so that she can be doing more throughout her day. We're also going to talk about managing distractions and how to set her day up so that she feels accomplished at the end of the day and can close her laptop, walk away, and spend time with her family. Calls like this inspired me to create my new group coaching program, Thrive Through Simplicity which is a 12-month program for service providers that promises to help you create an easy and profitable business by giving you the step-by-step strategy to build good business foundations, efficient systems, and improve your productivity mindset to avoid burnout and strive for a business that gives you the time freedom you deserve. If you are interested in learning more and applying to be a part of this group coaching program, visit chelsinewmeyer.com slash ride through simplicity. Now I really hope that you enjoy this live coaching call, and I guarantee you will walk away with some tips and tricks for how to feel less overwhelmed and more in control of your time. So, Amit, I am so excited to chat with you today. Thank you so much for being here and and working with me on this. I'd love for you to just introduce yourself to everybody and, and talk a little bit more about you and your business.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to talk with you and learn so much from you. So. I have been an entrepreneur for about 11 and a half years. I've had two businesses. This most recent one I launched June of this past year of 2021. I have a visual marketing agency. I am a graphic designer, a photo editor. I provide my clients with just really amazing on brand visuals for their brands so that they feel confident and you know, ready to share their talents with the world in a really compelling and sensible, you know, manner.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean we coincidentally we just had my session the day before. So I get <laughs> yeah. to see some of the behind the scenes and your stuff is absolutely beautiful. And I'm really excited to be my my piece of the puzzle now. So that's awesome. Well thank you again. And and my goal for our talk today is a little bit different than my normal podcast episode, right? It's gonna be a little bit of a coaching session. So I'd love for you to chat a little bit about what some of your biggest struggles are with time management and productivity right now.
1: Oh, gosh. So <laughs> I have two kids. My oldest is nine, my youngest is five. So my youngest just went off to full day kindergarten. And on paper, you think, okay, I have all the time in the world. Well, I shouldn't say all the time, but all day mm-hmm. to work on my business. But in my head, I have all of these. And we've talked about this before these shoulds that I should be doing, or things that I think are going to move the needle. And it's not that I don't get the task done. I just feel like with all of these moving things in my head, and I want to build my email list and I want to connect with more clients and I want to fix my website, or I want to all these things that I feel like I need to be doing that's going to move my business forward. I have a hard time making I guess like my my top three things for that week that are really going to move the needle and doing those and then everything else is like, okay, when I have time. My other I don't know if that makes sense, but my other yeah. biggest struggle is drawing a hard line in the sand of the day is done, work is over mm-hmm. when you own your own business, and I have a done for you service, I feel like I'm always having to, and it's, this is all a me thing. This isn't a client thing. This is, it's not like my clients are emailing me saying, I need this. And I'm, you know, it's just, how do I feel like, am I letting them down? Am I not doing enough? And did I cross everything off on my to-do list? And usually I don't. Usually my to-do list is just a mile long, you know, and sometimes I'm in a point where, you know, I'll go to a coffee shop on a Sunday and my husband will thank God for him that he can hold the fort down and do whatever he needs to do with the kids. But I'm, I always feel like I'm in this building phase of, I need to get this course done or this project done or build this out. And for some reason, there's just not enough time in the day when I'm home alone, <laughs> My kids aren't here. And and it's not that I'm like watching TV or doing things I shouldn't be doing. So I don't know. I need like some, either some better systems or some time blocking or trust myself that I got this and it'll all happen when it's supposed to. I don't know. Maybe I'm rushing it. Maybe I'm just trying to move too fast through it. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you can see my brain, right? Just like all these things going on. (laughs) How do I reel it all in? How do I I make the most of my time that, you know, I don't want to do work when, when my kids are home. And oftentimes I don't, like I'm not doing work at dinner. I'm not doing work, you know, when we're watching a movie at night, but I do want to just have that hard line drawn so that when it's family time on the weekends, because that's the point of being an entrepreneur, right? To be able to decide when you want to work. And unfortunately, well, I mean, I shouldn't say unfortunately, because I, I I'm, Fortunate that I'm in a, a, a kind of another a, a build phase where mm-hmm. I'm creating some really cool things, and in my head I ha- I put this like deadline on myself and this pressure on myself to have it done by a certain day, and I really I shouldn't be doing that I guess. So I need your help, Chelsea.
0: No, <laughs> 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 oh, you just gave me so many good things. I was like, the okay. notes because I had so many thoughts and and yeah this is like the real life experience this is what I hear from so many people that I coach or in trainings or um, in the, in group programs like this is this is just the reality because exactly as you said as an entrepreneur one our to-do lists are never ending because we're doing it all we're often overwhelmed but in a way that's exciting right like you're exciting about excited about all of the new directions that your business is going the growth that it has. So it's not like it's like this is the word I'm looking for. Like you're not resentful of the overwhelm. You're excited about it. And so it's it's just a matter of getting it all done in the allotted time that you have. Do you have a normal structure for your day or your week right now? Like a, a theme that you... You know, not even a theme, but just a cadence to your day that you follow?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, I'd like to think that I do, but I probably don't in all honesty. I know... Like I have a calendar system so I know when I have a client, when I have a meeting. The other thing though is like I'm also a mom and a wife mm-hmm. and you know, keeping up with my house. So it's not like my day is just business stuff. Of course. I could yeah. be, you know, in the morning there's a doctor's appointment or there's an errand that I have to run. So I try to do all of my work stuff in the morning when I'm motivated and I've just dropped the kids off at school. I have coffee, you know, running through my blood my yep. and I'm focused. And then in the afternoon, I feel like okay, that's when I can run those errands or do the outside of this stuff. Otherwise, basically, like I I don't have a these are the You mood. don't have
0: working hours. I,
1: well, um okay. Yes and no. Okay. I my working hours should be when I drop the kids off at school until I pick them up from school. And as a as a mom who left the corporate world before I started my first business, that's what I wanted. I wanted to have something where when my kids were home and it's family time like I'm on, right? So there are times that like they get home at 2:45 or I pick them up at 2:45 and so we're at back in the house at 3:30. I still have work to do sometimes, mm-hmm. so they'll have some quiet time for like thirty minutes to an hour. While I'll wrap up my work, and I'm in Arizona, so I might have some calls that I'm doing in the afternoon because some of the, you know, Zoom calls are, yeah, whatever. time zones, yeah, um, exactly. So I feel like I could do better about making maybe a big three. Like these are the big three things that I need to do this week mm-hmm. and then work on those first. And then, you know, all those other fillers when I have time to get some, it, it, that's probably what my issue is. I feel like I'm, I have a minute, I can do this or I can do this, or I can tackle this, or I can read that email. And then I'm kind of just all over the place. I, I, I should That's not every day. I shouldn't say that because there are days where I'm like, I did everything I needed to do. I felt really good and really productive. And then there's days where I was like, yeah, I did a lot of stuff, but I didn't get to everything that I felt like I needed
0: to. What's the difference between those two days? Like, how do you approach? So if you, you know, you're right, like it's not the same every day. And right. one of my suggestions was to be. it sounds like you're bouncing between a lot of things. And those task tasks switching wastes a ton of time, just mentally, your brain needs to reset into the new task, it takes you a minute to get into it. And then it takes you even longer to get back out of it and into the new thing. So, as much as we can, you know, that's why like batch working is so often recommended because it just keeps you focused on that one thing and then your brain's just already in that gear. But what can you think back to what the difference is between days when you're like, you know, like, okay, I got this project here, um, it's done, and days when you feel like you're checking an email and then throwing a load of laundry in and then coming back to this project and responding to this Instagram post or something?
1: I mean, honestly, some of that social media is scrolling and I feel like I'm learning. I'm learning from people either in an email that was sent for someone, you know, that I've been following or content has been put out from someone that I follow on Instagram in the moment. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm learning something from this person. Right. But then you're also like, gosh, what? I just spent how much time, you know, learning from somebody else. Like I was on a call yesterday and The guy was saying that we need to be better about trusting ourselves that we got this. We don't need to be Mm -hmm. learning. It's great to learn. As entrepreneurs, it's amazing to learn. But we don't need to be learning from other people all day long. Just like trust in yourself that you can do this and that you're on the right path. And maybe consume some of that. Maybe, Maybe I set dedicated times where I'm checking in on emails of the people that I've grown to trust. Sure. I don't need to delete all of these you know, emails from, you know, like I get emails from you and I love reading them because they're so valuable. Like I don't need to delete those, but maybe set a time where I feel like, okay, I want to be learning right now and, and check in with that kind of stuff. Um, I do find, and I don't know if this is a good approach or not, but there are times when I do set like a three hour timer of, okay, I'm going to do this for three hours and then I'm going to... Do the next thing, and I'll set. And I legit set timers, and if I don't finish it in that time, I move on to the next thing. Otherwise, I could spend right all day on one thing, and then I feel oh shoot, I didn't get a lot of stuff done. But maybe if I chip away, is that is that a good approach? Maybe just chipping away at things, and I don't know.
0: Well, so so this is the thing. It's, It's that depends on the type of work that you're doing, right? So just to kind of backtrack a little bit about the emails. One suggestion you may do is, because it's absolutely right. Like I think, as entrepreneurs, it's really easy to get sucked into, you know, co-chopping or buying those bundles or watching all the courses, like thinking that we're going to learn this next magic bullet that's just going to like fix all of our problems. And the reality is, we often just have to do it. And It's actually a form of procrastination, right? It's like that this indecision place of procrastination. So a recommendation for those emails, because I agree, I love I love so many inspiring people and I don't want to unsubscribe. I don't want them to, to get lost on the way. So set up a filter for yourself, have them in your Gmail, set up a filter, have them all go into a folder that you have dedicated time to go back and read through and, and chuck away of them. That way they're not in your inbox. And so they're not causing a distraction. You don't have to make the decision when you check your inbox about what to do. With that email it's the decisions made for you from you know 9 to 10 a.m on fridays you're going to go through and read all of the fun newsletters that you've stocked up for the week right so that's just one quick trick is remove the decision-making factor because email is literally addicting it's the same principle that goes into slot machines it's you don't know how how many every time you took your email it what's it's an like uncertainty principle or something right like you don't know how many you're going to have. You don't know if they're going to be good or bad. It could be a new client. It could be this. It could be uh, update on your shipping. Something you're looking forward to. It could be a brand new sale, right? Like, you don't know what it's going to be, and so that creates uh, a spike in your adrenaline and your excitement, and so it is literally addicting. So as much as we can remove those distractions from your inbox, you'll know that whatever's in there is actually either it's actually stuff that's actually truly important, like only client stuff comes in. Or, and so then, and then you can process that appropriately, right? Like, so that's just, that's just one quick tip. But I think it depends on the, to answer the other question about batching work, three hours is kind of a long time block. It's not unreasonable, but it is kind of a long time block for anyone to focus on one specific thing. That being said, if it's a project like, you know, I've done for you, you know, you, you do, have a done for you service. If that's how long it takes you to work on a specific client project, then yeah, I would, I would do that in 50 minute sprints and give yourself 10 minute breaks between those. But just again, if you don't need it, you don't need it, but it does help you just refresh. It will help you catch mistakes when you come back. because you just kind of step away and and return to it, maybe you need 55 minutes and you only need a five minute break, but either way, I like the idea of breaks. Yeah. Set up. So I call them like sprints or power hours, right? Like and then literally write out what you were going to do in that fifty minutes and then what you are going to do on your break. Just plan your break. Like maybe that break is you throw a load of laundry in or restart the dishwasher, right? That could be that, or it could be like, go outside and take a deep, few deep breaths, whatever you need, but decide what that break is going to be so that you don't okay. work through it. So, but if it's, you know, like a lot of us get caught up in kind of the not caught up, but we we all have also like these like stupid little tasks, right? Like you sent you shared all those folders with me yesterday, right? Like that is a to- yeah. task to do and you have to remember to do it. So what you can kind of think about is how you're structuring your day. If you're most focused in the morning, we want to hold that time sacred. Luckily for you, depending on your time zone, for East Coast clients and for your own, like you're not probably going to have a lot of morning meetings. Yeah. So that's Great. Oh, I guess you would actually because okay. of Well,
1: yeah. Hold hold the time. So I, I like getting them done right away. Like I, okay. like it's nine thirty for me right now, and it's eleven thirty for you. And then half the year, I'm three hours behind because yeah. Arizona change. So I don't mind having the morning and like getting it done with. So luckily for me, you know, yeah, great, yeah. So so
0: then you know, again, okay, we want to just be really intentional about it. Do you have client meetings every day? No. Okay. So you've, you've pushed those to certain days, right? Yeah. Okay, great. So I, you may like try to either, either have all your meetings all kind of at once chunked together and then leave yourself an hour for all the follow-up after those meetings or just do the follow-up immediately after the meeting. Either, either one is fine. Sometimes I, after a meeting, I need to like, step away from my computer. So I have a hard time actually like using after right after meeting time productively. But again, everybody's different. So if that works for you, you can be really definitive about what you're going to do in that time. Sometimes I think it's easier to just smush them all together and get them all done all at one brick because then you can take a break. And you don't feel like you're like wasting the 15, 30 minutes between every meeting. And then when you have uninterrupted time, again, I want you to think about Yes, three to five things for the week. And those are the the top-level priorities. But those also need to be super actionable. So the top priority for the week can't be redesign your entire website, right? Like that is
1: a huge project. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes.
0: (laughs) So how can we make that like a super actionable thing that can be accomplished over a week and then take it a step further and say, what am I going to work on each day in order to achieve that priority?
1: Maybe like it is only a one-day page. thing. Hmm? Yeah, like homepage this week. Exactly. About page next week or whatever. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I would also recommend, you have like a CEO day or anything like that? No. So you may want to think about where you can fit in. It doesn't have to be a full day. Typically doesn't need to be. But, you know, four hours, either all at once or chunked out throughout the week. And that's where you do your social media planning. That's when you check money and invoices and payments and all that jazz. That's where you schedule emails for the week or at least plan out what those emails are going to be. And and then, you know, so do you do, you do that
1: now? So I have I have one day that's typically a Thursday where I do my batch and kind I of schedule out all of my content. Great. Well, I shouldn't say every Thursday because I try to do it a month out. But I like your idea of you know, tracking expenses and maybe having a time where all of those outstanding business owner type things are done. Cause I literally have a a post-it note on my laptop right here. It's like end, end of the week for the business. And it says, has like a list of things to do, but maybe I have like a, a specific time when I do that. It'd be good.
0: I also do. You, so going back a little bit to like all of the the things you should be doing, like, do you Do you have like written down goals for your business?
1: So I I don't really subscribe to goals. But I do have, I started listening to the mindset mentor a few months ago. And he suggested each night writing down in a, like a journal, like entry, Mm -hmm. but it's not really a journal entry. It's more just like, a list of five to 10 things that you want to accomplish. And there's no end date in sight. It's just things that, cause the more you write it down and almost like manifest it. Right. And it could be, you know, a revenue goal for a month, but it doesn't have to be like, I need to reach this revenue goal by next month. It's just, you're writing it down. And once it's out of your head and on paper, then you have made it live in this mm-hmm. world. So I do that for personal and business, but I don't have funny enough. You you brought this up too, because I had a call yesterday, the same call that I was talking about earlier. And this guy was saying something like, let's say you want to reach a yearly revenue goal. Well, you're not going to reach that, you know, by end of January. So break that down into chunks. Like, you know, how can you stair step it almost? Mm -hmm. And making it bite-sized as opposed to, oh my God, I have, you know, so much to do in order for me to hit that revenue goal. But really, if you just break it down and what can you do to reach that for that month, as opposed to thinking this big picture, like year goal, because that could be overwhelming. So he breaks it down into little things. Like one of them, he wants to be more intentional about relationships. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to call my parents at least once a week. And like he like broke it down. So by the end of the year, he's actually talked to his parents way more than than he you know typically does. So I like that idea. What do you have?
0: So I think the reason goals provide a lens for decision making, and they can help keep us focused when we're distracted by some of the shiny objects, when we're distracted by the newest exciting course, or you know, seeing with something that someone else is doing that looks really fun or exciting. Because if your goal is, I don't know, to make a hundred thousand dollars with this the service that you offer, then is redesigning your website going to help you make money? Probably not, right? On a day-to-day basis, that's gonna be lead generation, that's gonna be, you know, sending DMs, that's going to be posting about your offers, right? Like, so they I don't think they need to be hyper specific, but they they just need to be a lens through which you make decisions about all the things that you should be doing. Because at the end of the day, starting a podcast, for example, right? That is not going to help you reach that goal. If your goal was to grow your audience or position yourself as an expert, then yeah, that that would be where we would lean into making a decision about starting a podcast. And I really like what you're saying about the the break the goals down. The other thing I like to share with people is creating process goals versus like results oriented goals so the result is make a hundred thousand dollars we actually have really little to no control over that right we can't force people to buy we can't force people to pay we can't we have no idea what the economy is going to do right we can't control most of the things that go into that what we can control is connecting with two new people a week to have lead generations reaching out to old clients for referrals every week you can control the process yeah. that you use to help reach that goal. So not only break it down to say okay this is how much i need to make per month, but how are you actually going to make that money and what's the process behind yes. that. I think that's is, is that you talk about that as well.
1: Yeah, no, i love that. I think that's really helpful too because i think you know one thing that i can get more clear on is what do i have control over. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting you said that maybe a podcast wouldn't be aligned with reaching, you know, a revenue goal of hundred K. But my issue is, I feel like I initially would have thought maybe yes, because you're growing your audience. And when you grow your audience, you, you know, can connect with more of them and pitch them your offer. Right. You know, that kind of thing. So like, how do I, how do I, maybe it's just, you know, learning it, but I feel like maybe my problem is, thinking that everything is going to move the needle and you're right. Like build it working on my website and, or we redesigning it is not going to generate that. So we were talking about once before, like outsourcing and just mm-hmm. trusting that, you know, maybe there's somebody else. And I know there's obviously website designers and copywriters that are probably better suited for that. So that's being done while I'm working on this and you know, funds and what I'm comfortable investing in. Mm -hmm. All that stuff is nerve wracking sometimes. Like, where do I want to? And then I think sometimes I'm throwing my money at the wrong places. Like, should I have bought this thing? Right. And we talked about this a little, you know, a few minutes ago that we, and I, you know, I'm guilty of this too, is subscribing to people's like email lists or their social medias, because I feel like I could learn so much from them. And then if I don't read their email, A, my brain is like, it's an unread email. I have to read it. But I also feel like I need to stop trying to consume all this stuff and just do. And I need to trust that, that I have what it takes to, you know, make those changes and that my offer is good enough and I'm good enough. And I feel like you're so right that I, part of that my problem might be Not thinking it's procrastination, but it probably is. Like I haven't fully, like I'm creating a course and I haven't fully picked what platform I want to use. And I keep going to, like, I literally am like Googling like this platform versus this platform. And I'm like, why I can't like pick one. And I don't know why. I feel like I need something with all these features that are going to do what I need to do. And I'm afraid of picking the wrong one because I don't want to have to redo it. So, and that's something that's weighing on me, that stressor of just not having it picked, not having settled on something and feeling comfortable with the platform or you know, yeah, whatever, I'm, like buying into. So I need, I don't know, the confidence in myself. I'm not quite sure what it is to just say, you know what, I'm just gonna go with this one, or maybe I'm just giving myself a week. You have one week to decide. And you're going to pick which one it is. And then you're going to run with it. And then that's it. You don't need a week. Give yourself a day. A day. Give yourself
0: a day. I know. I think this is one day. One One day. day. Oh, Chelsea. Chelsea. I think this is a really, really important point. And I'm, I'm so glad we're talking about this. So. I think it's incredibly important to, especially online, especially as entrepreneurs, we create an echo chamber for ourselves on our social media pages, right? We are, I am sure you are following a bunch of other people in your space. I'm sure you're following a bunch of other coaches and people who are just trying to sell you stuff, right? Like that's the reality of the echo chambers that we create in the, in the social, on social media. And so everybody's selling the next big thing. Everybody's selling the next big ticket, the next, you know, it's just on a, A webinar before this, and I I knew I had to leave a little bit early, but she spent the first 30 minutes talking about how much money she made every month, and not a single piece of information was how to do that, right? Like how to actually create, you know? So that's the reality is that's the majority of what's out there. So, really paring down who you're willing to take advice from is going to be really important, and pick a few trusted. Sources a few trusted coaches, a few trusted experts, and let them be the ones who you you look into it more, you follow more, you you know, it, and are trust to learn more from them. So I want to say, like Jenna Kutcher, I think like whatever or, or a.b Porterfield, whatever tool they use, trust them. They probably also have an affiliate link where you can get a discount, right? Like just go for it because the consequence of making those decisions is uh, you know obviously it's a little bit of a waste of time and money but like that's the worst of it right it's, it's yeah. you're going to be wasting a little bit of time and money it's not going to reflect on you as a business owner i get emails every week from people saying hey i'm moving to a new platform click this to re-log in i don't it doesn't i don't bat an eye right who cares yeah. so just remember to like when you get find yourself stuck. like what's the worst that's going to happen Yeah, you waste a little bit of time and money, which is frustrating. It sucks. Like that's not inconsequential, but it's not going to fail your business. It's not going to make people less interested in working with you or buying from you. Just going to waste some time and money.
1: Yeah, I need to. That's great advice. I need to do more of that messy action, right? Yes. All those experts say the messy action, and like, and I kind of preach it to people too. Like, I have a friend who has been talking about wanting to start this one business for years. And I, you know, reach out to her, and how's it going? And she hasn't done it yet. And I'm like, just do the dang thing. <laughs> and then here I am, like having pulled a trigger on a platform. And it's like, Amanda, oh, you know, take a dose of your own medicine. You know, because I think I have these like big dreams and goals for my family, for me. And I'm so afraid to kind of mess this one up. Like it's I'm not getting pressured by anyone. It's all me. My husband mm-hmm. isn't pressure on me. And it and it's not that I feel like I'm afraid of failing, like to the outside world. That is not what's ba- what's mm-hmm. a fear of mine. It's more of a almost like, okay, I've been an entrepreneur for 11 and a half years and I let go of my previous business for a reason. And I you know sh- shifted gears into this and I'm so passionate about what I'm doing and impacting business owners who really need my help and i'm really excited about it and i'm just like wanting this revenue goal now and yeah. then frustrated if you know it's not there yet and just i just need to be better about focusing on the tasks that are going to get me there and in the meantime if something doesn't get done that day okay, I have these two beautiful children and a loving husband that I get to cuddle on a couch with at the end of the day. And if I didn't do X, Y, and Z, it's okay. I'll do it the next day. And I'm also, I'm also trying to be better. I'm so proud of myself. I went to bed before 10 o'clock last night. Excellent. So I used to be, so when I had an Etsy shop, I there, you know, the app is on my phone and every time I would get a sale or a inquiry, like a, you know, product inquiry, a sale inquiry, I would get this ping to my phone and I would jump on it right then and there. Almost, I mean, almost to a fault, right? Where I would be sitting on a couch with my laptop working on someone's custom order. And I pride myself in having great customer service in that way. But there's also nothing wrong. And it's it's. I'm also doing myself a disservice in my family but I need to have those clock out hours yeah. where if somebody emails me at eight o'clock, I don't have to email them back. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to respond to that customer and, or that client. And you know, now I'm more into the the client space and not people who are needing the custom to you know, work, but still people who, who want me or need to talk to me or hear a response, whatever. So I went to bed before 10 o'clock. And it's funny because I woke up to a bunch of te- text messages. And I was like, wow, I missed a lot. And they were all like, you know, 45, 10 o'clock. And usually I would have answered those because I would have been awake. But I was like, gosh, I went to bed quite early, that I missed, missed, right? And air quotes, missed all these things. But I'm trying to be better about not doing work so late at night. I, I mean, unless, of course, there's a deadline and I need to get yeah. something then that's different. And there's going to be seasons of that. I know, but I I don't work well. I mean, my body's going to shut down if I just get no sleep and I wake up early to go work out. So I can't be going to bed late. So I've been doing better about that.
0: Well, it might help too. Do you have like a, a close of work ritual or like, you know what I mean? Like having some steps to like, you know, it could be move those tasks that didn't get done today to tomorrow, like plan out your day the night before, like tie up those loose ends. So you're not thinking about them, but like give yourself a little bit of a buffer time at the end of your day to truly wrap up, close down. You're like, okay, I'm done. And give yourself. No, and I,
1: I love that you said that because I heard on a podcast once before, I don't know if it was Marie Forleo or Amy mm-hmm. Porterfield. Somebody said something about they, they write their to-do list for the next day at like two in the afternoon. Like they don't do it at night before bed, but they do it and that they kind of start slowly wrapping up and then whatever hasn't been done, like the out the big outstanding things they put on for the next day and then they'll finish up whatever it is that they're like working on. But at least it's like, okay, I'm putting this on tomorrow. I am not doing it today. I know I won't have time for it. So I'm putting it on for tomorrow. And I'm going to be okay with that. I'm going to have to be okay with the fact that it didn't get done today. And I feel like I need to just, like, I started doing that a little bit and then, you know, I kind of forgot, but I think I, I think that's a great idea that just mentally and physically close down for the day, like treat it like a brick and mortar at five o'clock lock up, you know, close down the cash register, lock up the door and leave. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't go back until, you know, the next morning when the store is open. Um, the problem with an entrepreneur who is an, an online entrepreneur, yeah. my brain, my store is always open. So like late at night, I'm thinking to myself, like, hmm, how can I, you know, perfect that onboarding process for my client or whatever it is. So, I mean, I think that's just being an entrepreneur and someone who is wanting to just deliver something really powerful and and impactful and transformational for their customers and their clients. And that's not a bad thing, but you are so right. There needs to be a shutdown. And I think if I can do that properly, take some deep breaths and be like, okay, I'm done for the day. If I have ideas, I'm not going to sit down on my computer and work on it. I'm just going to add it to the list. Yeah, Which, is that okay to well, add something to my list so, or is it overwhelm me? So okay, <laughs> great question.
0: And I was just gonna jump in and say, I don't I, I think you make a really good point. Like, yes, if it's a brick and mortar, we can we can turn off our laptop and like metaphorically close down, right? But you're you're right, we're always thinking about it. And actually, because our brains are designed to like close loops and problem solve constantly, you're going to be inspired when you're out for a run in the shower, when you step away from where the problem is, your brain has the space then to solve it. Plus it sounds like you like to listen to podcasts, you like, you know, like so we're yes. constantly hearing yes. new ideas and getting inspired. I, when I say wrap up the end of day, I don't mean like nighttime. I think that the two o'clock idea, like the end of your work day time frame. I love the idea of pushing that up even earlier to give yourself that breathing room at the end of the day. But I, have no problem with you having a notebook near you on the couch or near you, you know, in bed to be able to get inspired and write it down. You're absolutely right. Don't go work on it right then and there because that's just the, that's going to be a shiny object moment. Right. right? So right. capture it somewhere, text yourself, put it in a note message. Sometimes I'll email myself too. Same. I yeah. email myself all the time. I email myself all the time. If it knows I struggle with a note, the notes section on my phone, because it's like out of sight, out of mind, I don't...
1: Okay, but here, quick question, a side note yeah. about, because I email myself all the time. And I started doing that a while ago, because um, now in an iPhone, you can mark a text message as unread. Yes. But when I see that I have like five te- text messages unread, I'm like, oh my God, like whatever. Yeah, I need that, yeah. So I don't, and then, and then it just goes down further yeah. in the list because other people are texting you. So... I mean that was the, that's more recently where you can mark it unread. So I always even to my husband, I'm like, if you want me to do something tonight, email me so I can keep it as unread. And it's like really funny that he like knows to like email me things sometimes, but then I run into I have this unread email. So do I put those in a separate folder of like Amanda tasks or something where maybe I star them, maybe I, I mark them as read? So they're not like this, you know, number, all these, you know, bolded, unread emails. I'm wondering if I star them, like open them up, put a star in them, and then put them in another folder so that on the... No, don't do that. Okay. You're shaking your head now. <laughs> don't
0: do that. So that's going to be out of sight, out of mind. You're never going to remember to take that folder. Okay. 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 So we have... We are going to talk quickly about the two list in uh, to-do list approach. Okay. Okay. So you have a brain dump list. And then you have your daily to-do list. Okay. So the the brain dump list is where you're going to capture the new ideas, the exciting opportunities, all of the the long-term, short-term things you have to do, you want to do for your family, for your business, for yourself, for your house. Like this is the brain dump list. I typically recommend people do this once a week don't do it more than that because this it's probably going to be overwhelming i can show you mine for like yeah it's kind of like horrifying looking right okay like it's a lot okay okay yep but then this isn't a good example so it's a while ago but then this is like the daily list okay so so the to-do list or the daily list your to-do list is your daily list that's the one where i say like three to five super actionable things and i say three to five because we know you're going to add more yep. right you're going to have a meeting with chelsea you have to follow up and send her the folders and that goes on the list so yep. you start small with that list the brain dump is where you're going to capture all of those things so if your husband emails you and says hey can you fill out the field trip form next week that gets added to the brain dump list and then you delete the email okay you take it out of your inbox put it into oh, place where you know it's captured it. okay. yeah we want our inbox to be like zero, zero, but zero because you've everything has its has a spot, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not to say that you can't have emails that you have to do, but they're captured in one place because otherwise now you have four to-do lists, right? Depending on how many emails, you, inboxes that you have, we want to keep it all in one spot. So a weekly brain dump list can be super cathartic. It feels really good, especially if you are someone that is. Constantly inspired, constantly excited by new ideas, new thoughts, new things that you have to do, want to do, and then what's nice too is that the next week, what becomes really valuable in this practice is that when you do it the following week, you're obviously you're, you're going to have something your brain dump list that doesn't get done. That's okay. That's totally normal. So you're going to move those over to the next week. Well, if you see things that you're moving over and it's been four or six weeks, you get to make the decision: Is this something? Okay, I got to pull the trigger and hire someone deal with this is it like this is actually not important and i don't need to do it right now and trust that it'll come back into your brain space when it's important and you have time or did you actually just miss the deadline and it's over anyway and it's no longer a relevant task so that there really becomes power in the repetition of the process there and you work off of your brain dump list to create your daily to-do list but Honestly, sometimes that brain dump list for me—I don't even look at it right. the rest of the week because, you know, I start Monday with my plan, and then life happens, right? And then like you just yeah. you have client meetings, things come up, and you need to, you yeah. know, like, and then you're and then you're just building it day by day. But if a new opportunity comes up, or if something, you know, if someone asked me yesterday to write a blog post for them to like do a collaboration in January, that one on the brain dump list.
1: Okay. So even if it's work related, doesn't have to be done that day, you put it on the brain dump.
0: Yeah. Anything that doesn't have to be done immediately goes on the brain dump list. Okay. Your daily to-do list will become the immediate the stuff that you have to get done that day or want to get done that day.
1: So I was doing something a little similar where I had a folder in my Google Drive where I was taking things off like off of my email list. And I was, let's say, I don't know, something that I wanted to do for whatever business or I even emailed myself a link to a couch that I want Mm -hmm. because we are looking for a new couch. So instead of keeping it read in my email list, because I obviously keep it, I'm sorry, unread because I want to remember to get back to it. I took it off and put it in this, in this Google sheet, this Google document and it, And it like lives there, but I like what you said, and take it one step further, where the daily to do list is the things that you know need to be done more you know immediately, yeah, and focus and- on those things, and then maybe mm-hmm. maybe scheduling like an hour like at what point do I attack the brain dump list? do I schedule intentional time that's called like brain dump time and like work on some of those things?
0: Yeah, that's typically like my Sunday night, okay. You know, like my weekly prep, um, I'll do my brain dump list, time block my week, review meetings and calendars. And that that's typically that time for me. It could be Monday morning. It, you know, it could be Friday night or Friday, not night, but like Friday at the end of your workday. You get to decide whatever works best for you. And just, like I said, the practice really comes in. And if you go two weeks, that's okay too, right? Like it's, this is not like a rigorous thing that you have to do, but it's just really, really helpful to... Feel a little bit less overwhelmed because you trust that things are captured. You're not going to miss yes. anything, and you have a reference back to say, like, you know, oh my gosh, I have an extra hour today. Go back to your list. What can I? What can I work on? The other thing about the the couch thing, I do this to myself all the time. Another tool you can use is um, in Gmail. There's a snooze function. So if you click like the email, there's a uh, looks like a clock. So let's say like you found this email great. It's like. You and your husband are going to talk about it over the weekend. Snooze the email to the weekend when you can deal with and it.
1: And it comes back; it it pops it, back into your inbox, and I can snooze that as many times as I want, as many times as you want. <laughs> yeah, I have stuff this that it snooze, and I'm like, can you tell it how long to snooze? Like, what if I don't need to? I want to snooze it three months from now, or you, is you it pick whatever hand? you pick whatever date you want. Oh, uh, I really like that.
0: Yeah, so I okay. do that to myself all the time because
1: I'm like, okay. I got to deal with
0: this. Yes, like this is you know like. You got to pay a bill, but you, even for dumb things, like
1: I want to, yes. for this. I don't want to forget
0: to buy this.
1: <laughs> right. Right. No, mm-hmm. that's a great idea too. Okay. That's really helpful. My question for you about emails, like when do you, do you give yourself time, like an, like a set time to go through the emails to then separate them out? Like when do you do that? Not every like when, day when you process your emails, you mean? No. Okay. So I, you know, probably in the hour that we've been on this call, I've probably gotten, you know, 10 or 15 emails. Right. And what I, what I don't want to do is get off this call and then spend that time going through those emails because I know I have other things that I need to be doing. So are you setting this time, this day for however long I'm going through emails? I am bringing my inbox to zero. Like what, when is that time for you? I try to do it every day. Like the end of the day or yeah also sometimes
0: i don't know i have a schedule sometime time for this afternoon i i wish i had a better like it's really easy for me to say yeah black out specific email time schedule time like, the reality is we keep them open all the time right like yeah. just like, frank with each other they're open all the time and i just sometimes i'll just leave them unread like i don't respond to them all right away setting up those filters like we talked about will help immensely because it will just be you're just controlling the volume at that right. point and so you'll feel less of a need to look when you see 15 emails that be, that something's is going to be in there right so i would try i would try to be really purposeful about when you're getting those down to zero uh if, if you can They don't have to be It's not but i'm just trying to be really intentional about that and then again set up filters set up tools and and different things in there so that what you're taking action on are actually things you have to take action on right okay but i really i really like to end my day that way i I work bottom up because again i'm at zero zero. so i work bottom up and just boom 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 plus i I have seven emails that i manage you know my nonprofit clients and
1: my gosh okay so you know all the systems and
0: yeah, don't. Yeah, this is like
1: one of those like do what they say, not as they do. Kind yeah. of um, I mean, yeah, I have, I have three emails, but actually, my personal email, I turn off notifications for that one. I don't like seeing any number on my phone. Yeah. So whatever is unread there is more, you know, things that I need to buy yeah. or that I want to save for later. But I like the snooze button for that. But like the things that I mark unread for family is like, you know, the teacher emailed me and a personal bill or something like that. But for business, I have that coming to my phone. But I like your idea of, I mean, they all come to my phone, but the notification. I like your idea of putting a filter on to see to find a way to do that. Because some of the people who are emailing me will be just providing value. And then some of the people are providing value, but then also I bought something from them. And, you know, like a course that I'm getting, you know, yeah. stuff about. So how do I filter out those people where, you know, they're just weekly value? And then the ones who are... Because like, you know what I mean? Like when you buy yeah, something like so, on their broadcast email, so they'll be sending you stuff about what you purchased, but also their broadcast email. So how do you filter those two out?
0: So typically if it's, it's from, if you look closely, it's actually from a different email address. Okay. So... Like, again, picking out Amy Porterfield, for example, the marketing emails from her probably have a different from sender email address than the course ones. Gotcha. So you would set up a filter for the email address. That's just the marketing.
1: Okay. Um, Unless and- you're like me
0: where it's the same email because you don't have a big team. No, 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 no. I must have a different email address for you and pop about from her. So right. it'll say hello at Amy Porterfield will be marketing. And it'll be, you know, course at Amy Porterfield for the course, for example. And you'll only filter the hell out You and I can touch base separately. I'll can show you how to do that very quickly. Oh. yeah, I think I think that'll help too. But then and then just go through, you know, when you have some downtime, when you're sitting on the couch, when you're waiting in pickup line, that's when you can yep. go through that folder and yeah. read all the fun, fun stuff that you want to take. Yeah.
1: I know we're talking so much about email, but sometimes that's where a lot of the t- Oh, t- sure. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. So it's it's like- a big time suck yeah it's like things where i feel like that i need to do but then like for me that's coming from my own business and then also to-dos that are coming from all those people that i either think i should be learning from or something you know a course that i bought mm-hmm. or a, you know someone that i i'm outsourcing from so it's like all these like to-dos are i mean obviously email is is powerful but it can obviously get overwhelming we're like oh my god look at You know, my email inboxes, blah blah blah. And then you're like all these things. Uh, I also
0: challenge you to be a little ruthless about starting to unsubscribe. Like if you have read a couple emails and it's not adding value, yes, you are not you're like I, I feel bad if I'm hurting their feelings if someone if I unsubscribe because it you know I look at my unsubscribe numbers, but you're just letting them know that now's not the right time for you and it's just doing you a right doing you so no, you're style. so
1: right because i I have done that before like you know what I I really liked what they had to say a year ago but I'm in a different place right now yeah. and it's not you know serving me anymore and you know I do that with stores all the time if I do it with stores where I'm like you know I'm not shopping at here one and I'll just like delete it like why yeah. are you just unsubscribing, unsubscribing to my well, maybe one day I'll want something from tier one. And Pier 1. Pier 1 will be
0: have... there exactly when you need them to be. They're not going
1: anywhere. <laughs> oh, man. No, but you're so right because, unfortunately, like, that's what we do in the morning As we wake up, we check our emails, and, you know, feeling less overwhelmed about that, I know, will help me.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, honestly, what's, what's a really kind of interesting hack is because we often check our emails first thing in the morning you're often deleting emails that you just should be unsubscribing from. Like if okay. you wake up every morning and delete the same email, yep. just unsubscribe from it. Leave it in your inbox. Yep. Like leave it in your inbox until you are at your computer and then just like unsubscribe in bulk. I, Sometimes I get so jazzed when I have like seven tabs that are like those confirm unsubscribes, <laughs> you know, and I'll just, I'll just like batch it and be like, goodbye.
1: I didn't Hi know forever. you could subscribe in bulk. You just like click them all and then there's an... Well, I just I, I'll like open the email, okay.
0: click on subscribe, have a tab. Yeah. Click the email, unsubscribe, open the tab. And then that's... It's very satisfying. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is. I used to use this um this service called Unroll. It was I Unroll. love Unroll.me. Yep. And then it stopped working. It like, d- yeah. You
0: have to re-log into it. It
1: is. It's uh, a little buggy. Yeah. Yeah. So I got rid of it completely. But for a while, it was helping. And then I would... I would roll up the ones that are like stores that I'm buying yeah. that I need to hear from. And then the ones that I needed to filter out and, you know, hear from, I didn't, I didn't loop them into unroll. And it worked really well for a while until for whatever reason, there was a glitch and I was like, why am I getting these emails? I shouldn't be. And then I just stopped it altogether. Cause I thought maybe it was just wasn't working anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little, it is a
0: little buggy, but it's a great tool that I recommend to almost everybody. You don't
1: right, we'll have to do another
0: try. Yeah. Oh, I really hope this been is so helpful. I hope this has been good. And yeah, I've, this has been, I've loved talking with you. I hope this has been helpful and, and added a, some good advice and just some quick tips, but also just helping you, helping you think more more intentionally about your day and your time and, and just putting some of those good things into practice. But you're awesome. You're doing amazing yeah, work. I'm like laughing at and...
1: myself. I'm like thinking, sorry, I totally cut you off. I, no, you're good. I like, like laughing. because I'm thinking, are all entrepreneurs like this? Or am I just a nut job? (laughs) And you're like, girl, reel it in. But I do know from talking to a lot of business owners that it's like we do, we wear so many hats and there will come a point where I'll feel confident outsourcing some of it and just trusting that that person or that agency, whatever, handles it or can handle it. Um, But for now, I, I think I'm just taking on too much. And that's probably what it is. And I'm saying I need to start saying no to things Mm more um, that aren't serving me or aren't serving, you know, personally or professionally. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that you were willing to like, you know, talk and just like teach me your ways because it's really cool to hear how other people work in business. And, you know, you as a productivity coach, like who better to learn from about their systems and their day to day. So I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Of
0: course. Well, thank you again. And I'm sure we'll stay in touch because I owe you
1: some branding stuff. So yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Too. Well, thank you again. Have a wonderful day.
0: Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along
1: on Instagram at Chelsea Coaching. I look forward to talking to you soon.